Hello everyone, and welcome to Lifeline. My name is Sage Breed. Today, we're going to talk about something that has really impacted me in, I'll say, a challenging way. It's something that when I first gave my life to Christ, this was one of the first things that I believe that God had me laid the foundation of that I'm still building upon today. Before we talk about what that topic is, let's pray. Our Father who's in heaven, you're holy, God, you're worthy. There's no one like you. God, we pray that your kingdom come and that your will is done here on earth as it is in heaven. God, we invite you into this space with my friend and I, into our conversation, God. We pray that whatever you want us to discuss, God, we'll follow you. Give us today our daily bread. In this conversation, bless us with wisdom, bless us with peace, bless us with patience, bless us with strength, God, with fortitude, with aptitude. Forgive us of our sins, Lord, we repent. We come back to you, God, because you're worthy, you're holy. We want to be with you. God, we forgive those who have sinned against us. God, thank you for giving us the grace to interact with other people. Lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us from evil. God, because you're you're safe. You're strong. You're a refuge that we can run into, God. You fight for us. You vindicate us. You protect us. You provide for us, God. God, we decide that we will not follow any other gods aside from you. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, we are going to broach the topic of patience. Patience is not just waiting. It's more of an attitude. It's a philosophy. It's a mindset. It's a character type. It's a fruit of the spirit. So what is patience? Patience is having the ability to wait. Not just waiting, but what are you doing while you wait? These are the different things that often we find ourselves struggling with. Maybe when you hear the word patient, you think of a hospital. Maybe when you hear the word patient, you think of having to stop doing what you're doing and wait for something else. Maybe when you hear the word patient, maybe you feel something in yourself and it's like a sense of dread, of agony. Patience is a lot of things, but I want to point us to the book of Galatians or more so the letter of Galatians, where this is one of the fruits of the spirit, right? We have love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So as we grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord, much like a tree, we will begin to bear more fruit. And this is one of the examples that Jesus gives oftentimes in like his parables or even just in his day-to-day speech. To bear fruit. John chapter 15, excuse me, John chapter 14 says, I'm the vine. 
You're the branches apart from me. You can do nothing. You can bear no fruit. So when we discuss patience, I want to give us a working definition. And that definition of patience is the ability to joyfully wait. Wait on who? Wait on God. We hear a lot of these different worship songs singing, you know, I'm going to wait on you. You know, God, it's all in God's timing. You know, God's never early. He's never late. He's always on time. Yeah. And for me personally, that caused like a sense of frustration and a bit of annoyance. Because it was like, I feel like I'm just waiting all the time. And so something that God really helped me with was my mentality. Because it wasn't just sitting down, twiddling my thumbs. But instead it was saying, okay then I'm going to pray during this time. I'm going to seek the will of God during this time. Praying and seeking are two different things that sometimes we use synonymously. But it's just like I can look at something, but until I look at it, I'm not really looking at it. I can see something and completely miss what I'm looking for, right? It's like one of those moments you're looking for something. You're like, hey, have you seen this? I'm I'm looking for my keys. I'm looking for my keys. You ask uh, your parent or maybe your spouse or your significant other, hey, can you help me look for this thing? And they're like, it's right there. And you're like, no, it's not. Like, I just looked there. And they walk over there and they go, these? (laughs) Right? And you're like, to seek means to see with the intention to find. It's not just looking really hard. So when we're patient, we're seeking God with the intention to find the answer. The answer to what? Well, whatever it is that you're seeking him for. An example, you know, there was this story, and it's something that really impacts me, when David was getting ready to attack the Philistine army. And he climbed up high to get a vantage point in the mulberry trees. And he's like, "Mm, we could take him. But he inquires of the Lord. And God says, hey, like, yeah, you have attacked him on the front end. But don't do that this time. This time, go around. But wait until my spirit overtakes them. David's like, well, how am I going to know? I'm going to send rushing wind through the trees. And that's when you'll know. Don't go before. Go as soon as you hear it. So it's in these moments where it's like, okay, so David waited and he watched. It wasn't just like the slight breeze, go, go, go. But it was something specific. Perhaps even something that David was familiar with already. It's the same way in your life. Perhaps you're seeking God for a promise that he wants to fulfill. There's a passage, I know the verse, the passage will lose me, it's right over my bed. But it's like, remember this, that a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow to fulfilling His promises, like some people say is slow, but He's faithful. With that thought, God is asking, trust me. He's saying, 
give me the opportunity to show you that I'm trustworthy and then pull from your past experiences to remind yourself that I am. It's when we're confronted with these thoughts that we often run into trouble because God's moving too slow for us. It's when we run into these opportunities and we're saying, God, give me a sign. And he says, okay, we'll just wait a bit. And then we get we get hit with like, like let's say you're praying for praying for a new opportunity. When well, now you're getting hit with people asking you, getting hit with bills, getting hit with expenses, getting hit with anxiety, getting hit with all these different things from different sides. And it can be tempting to take matters into your own hands. God says, just wait. Because the beauty of waiting is that we get to see just how much our Father who's in heaven loves us. There's going to be these other spirits. Remember, because in, Ma- uh, in Matthew, in 1 Samuel 15, disobedience is which or rebellion is witchcraft and disobedience is idol worship. There's going to be these other spirits that are going to tempt you. Hey, you don't have to wait on God. Just do this. Rebel. Hey, God said wait a week. You don't have to wait a week. Just go ahead and do that now. That's witchcraft because you're manipulating the reality around you to change to get a favorable outcome. Disobedience is loyalty or fidelity to a different God outside of Yahweh. So when we're practicing patience, it's actually worship. When we're patient, it's actually a sacrifice unto God. Saying, God, I'm laying down my will. I'm laying down my desire to trust you. Because ultimately, what God wants is a relationship with us and he wants our worship. Because at the end of the day, that's really what this is a fight for. Who are you going to worship? And what you do in moments where you need to be patient is going to highlight to you who your God is. Is your God money? Are you your God? You do whatever you want whenever you want. You do what is right within your own eyes. Is your God music? Is your God a job? Is your God relationships? Right? Is your God your family? Your car, your pets, technology. There's so many different things that we can idolize and worship by giving our attention to. But be patient. There's moments that are in your life that really define who you are. I want to give you a story. So this had to be and if you've, I'm, I'm going to share a lot of similar stories, but I'm going to pull from different aspects of them, right? If you've been around here long enough, you've heard this story. That's part of my testimony. So, a lot of things happened, and ultimately God said, hey, pack up your car. I had a 1999 Honda CRV. That thing was lit. It was dope. He said, pack up your car. That way, when I tell you to leave, you're already ready to go. I said, okay. So I packed up my car for three months. Everything I needed was in my car. 
so I could just continue to pull from it and get from it. And it came to the point where I was getting frustrated because I was like, God, what the heck, dude? Like, it's been months. Like, I don't really think this is going to work out. And he would, he started off by reminding me to be patient. And then I didn't hear anything from him because he already said what he needed to say. Well, then one day, I'm praying and I'm just driving. And I hear him say, go now. And it's like 1.30 and it's a Friday. And I'm like, go now. Okay, so... I call my family. I'm like, hey, I believe God's telling me to go right now. I'm coming home to say my goodbyes. So we pray and we do all that. And as you know, I drive up to the campus. And I'm expecting everything to work out right then. And nothing does. But God told me to stay and don't leave. So I get there around 3 p.m. My friends aren't there. It's just me. Sitting in an empty college campus. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, maybe I'll pass the time. I'll read a book. And so one of my mentors at the time gave me a book called The Master Plan of Evangelism. And that's what I read. You know, I had nothing else to do. So I read that book. And I'm just walking all around campus, dude. Just, wow, great book. All right. But I was frustrated. And I'm expecting... With every minute passing, I'm going to get a text saying, hey, like, you're accepted into the college. Well, nighttime comes. And I'm frustrated because I'm like, I don't have anywhere to sleep. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have any food. What am I going to do? And I was tempted to go back home. I was tempted to go anywhere (laughs) except the college campus. But God told me to be patient and to wait. So I waited. Morning came because I'm sleeping in my car. I mean, the sun came up at like six. So just beaming me right in the face. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me go outside and go for a walk and, you know, sing some worship and blah, blah, blah. Eight o'clock comes around. And go with my friend, get his dorm room. Nine o'clock, get a phone call from the dean. Hey, you're accepted into the school. But he said, how soon can you get here? I said, well, I'm already here. And so perhaps the point of this story is maybe God's asking you to wait because he's bringing something to you. And if you're not there, you'll miss the opportunity. If you leave, you might miss the opportunity. So remain faithful in waiting. Don't leave. Okay, there was another time. I was with some friends and we were going, you know, skateboarding. I believe it was Louisville Park. Dude, that park is so sick. Anyway, like it's dope. It's so dope. But this is around when they first built it and different things like that. So a lot of skate companies and professional skaters were coming out there to get some shots and do some shops and little pop-ups here and there. What was one of those things... Okay, I was in the middle of the story, and I, I believe God's telling me, don't tell that story, tell a different one. Okay, thank you, God. We'll save that story for another time. 
This story in particular was about a time I wasn't listening, where I was disobedient and I left ahead of time. So this was a bit before, like I'd given my life to Christ, but it was a bit before like I stopped living in the lifestyles that I was living in. So I'm at my friend's apartment. And it was just one of those instances where, I mean, everyone's lit because it was a house party. And I go down to like the garage area and, you know, people are chiefing in there and they're like, oh, like, let's do this. Let's do that. And I remember hearing God say, like, you need to go. I was like, I'm having a good time. Like, I don't want to leave just yet. So I stayed a little bit longer, and the longer I stayed, the more people came in, and the more people came in, uh, the more issues arose. This particular night, well, I don't believe I was saved yet. The timeline's getting a little murky in my mind. Okay, okay, thank you, God. It's like, the longer I stayed, the more issues arose. And as I was staying there, all of a sudden, I just remember hearing, like, it's no longer like a quiet, you need to get out of here. But it was like yelling, like, hey, you need to go, like, leave. (laughs) And this sounds like I'm leaving. And as I'm walking out, people are walking in. And, man, they robbed the place. Like, my friend calls me, like, hey, yo, like, where are you at? Like, you safe? I'm like, yeah. They go, man, this dude pulled up to the spot, and they had beef with this other guy, and they just ended up robbing the whole spot. But it's in these moments where patience says, listen to me the first time. Have patience and grace for the voice of God. It's not in the sense of God needs you to have grace for him. But grace in the sense of, okay, God, like, I'll pay attention to you. There's a, There's been a few instances where it's almost cost me my life of being disobedient and not being patient. Proverbs says, better is a patient man than a man who overtakes the city. Before I came to Christ, I used to be very angry, very violent. But patience says... I'm going to keep my cool. I'm going to remain composed. I'm not going to blow up over asinine interactions. But rather, I'm going to humble myself and just take it. No matter how arduous it may be, just take it. Being patient is more than just waiting for something. But it's the ability to endure. It's the ability to endure as our God endured the cross. Because Jesus suffered. He remained patient. Are we? Right, I have these tattoos. This on my right arm says WWJD. You know, what would Jesus do? And on my left it says WWID. What will I do? Because I know what Jesus would do. What am I going to do? And I just remember sitting down with the tattoo artist when we're having these conversations and stuff. He was like, yeah, I don't really believe in God. And I was like, OK, 
okay. <laughs> like, I didn't ask. It wasn't part. Like, it was just really quiet, and he just randomly made that statement. And I'm like, yeah? Why is that? And he just went on to say, you know, all these things happen. And he was like, I don't get how a loving God would allow these things to happen. And I'm just listening to him. He doesn't need me to debate him. He's just talking. And I'm like, hmm. I was like, that's real. That sucks. I shared a bit of my story and, you know, we connected and as we were talking, he goes, man, I enjoy talking with you. It really made me think about some things. So we finish up and I go because a group of my friends and I went to the tattoo shop. And I go over to watch my other friend get his tattoo and then I come back because I was like, hmm. I want to get some hand tats, like maybe just like one. And so I go in there and I ask him, I say, hey, um, I know it wasn't planned, but it doesn't seem like you have anything going on based on our conversations for the rest of the night. I'd like to get a tattoo on my hand. And he looks at me. At first, he was like, yeah, absolutely not. And I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, it was a tattoo shop. He goes, I'm not supposed to mess with your hands. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't know what to do with that answer. And so I'm saying this story. Because patient comes in many ways. And even when you don't have a relationship with God, you still hear him. Because I could have forced this tattoo artist to just I was like man come on just just do my hands bro how much do you want but it wasn't that I had to humble myself to this man who was like I'm not gonna tattoo your hands after we just had these whole conversations about our life when you get confronted with moments where you want to act in a certain way and you want to be a certain way Patience allows you to humble yourself to the will of God. Because imagine somebody's hurting your feelings. Patience will allow you to disconnect yourself from that moment and say, what's really going on here? Because oftentimes when somebody's having an emotional response, it's not actually about the event that's happening. More so what it's really about is an underlying feeling. And patience allows us to separate ourselves from this moment. It gives us the ability to make something that seems personal, impersonal, so we can better love the person in front of us. That's what patience does. Patience allows us to separate ourselves and say, okay, God, I'm seeking you for this moment. Give me the patience I need so I can represent you well. Because that's really the whole point, remember? That's why we're here. When Jesus ascended up to heaven before he left, he said, Go unto all nations, teaching them and baptizing them in the, in the ways that I have taught you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then we can also, that was in Matthew 28, and then we can also read in Acts chapter 1. Hey, when I send my Holy Spirit upon you, you're going to be my witness to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You're going to be a witness in the area that you're already in, the surrounding areas, the outside areas that just 
believe a little bit different and everywhere else. But you have to be patient first. The disciples, I believe, waited two months before the Holy Spirit came upon them. In the upper room, we read Acts and it's just like, oh, it happened the next day. It was two months removed. They waited. But they were seeking God. It would have been tempting to go out and do something different. It would have been tempting to say, no, forget this, man. Because they have their friends, their families telling them, like, dude, like, you're acting ridiculous. Like, go back to work. Go come with me on this trip. Go do this. Go do that. But they had to humble themselves. They had to remain patient. They had to endure the abuse that they potentially were facing. Because patience allows us to love. So if you're waiting on God to give you an opportunity to fulfill one of his promises, perhaps he's waiting on you to submit. The Bible says do everything without grumbling and complaining. If we're complaining the whole time, we're probably going to miss what God's doing. If we're going to be like, oh, just, I, don't, I don't get why God has me doing these things, man. This sucks. This is so stupid. My boss is an idiot. This person's so dumb. Blah, 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 blah. I hate myself. I hate my life. This is ridiculous. I want my situation to change. We're agreeing with the things of the demonic. The Bible says whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, whatever is righteous, whatever is uplifting. Think about these things. The Bible says we're to touch and agree on earth. It is done. That's a kingdom principle. Satan uses those same principles. We like to think that these things aren't that deep. But that's a lie. It's deep. When we say these negative things, we're agreeing with the demonic. Patience allows us to remove ourselves from that and say, I'm going to remain humble and praise my God. Patience allows us to worship God because here at Lifeline, we exist to walk alongside our brothers and sisters, teaching and encouraging them in the ways of Jesus Christ so they can go do the same. That's why we're here. Patience allows us to learn. Patience allows us to encourage one another. Patience allows us to walk alongside because when we lose focus and we get distracted, we start doing a whole bunch of different things. Patience allows us to remain focused on the vision. Vision is important. That's why the Bible says, for a lack of vision, my people perish. That's why he says, write the vision down, make it plain. That's why constantly the Bible says, I'm going to give Young men visions and old men will dream dreams. You need a vision and dreams remind you of the vision that God has given you. And you need patience as you wait for the seed to grow. You can't plant something in that same day be like, why the heck is there not a tree here? But it takes time. Right? Maybe you've heard the old saying, the best time to plant a tree was 50 years ago. The next best time is today. So go ahead. Yeah, maybe you could have or should have done something a long time ago. Man, forgive yourself. Do it right now. This is why Paul says today is the day of salvation. Patience will not only allow you to seek the will of God, 
but it will allow you to see things that have been in front of you the whole time. So really, it's just a culmination of all these different things coming together so that you can have clarity. Because during this year, during your lifetime, you are going to have ideas, you're going to have thoughts, you're going to have a passion that you want to come to fruition. And unless you're patient with the things that God says, you're going to be tempted to go out and do other things that God asks you not to do. And in doing so, the disobedience brings upon a curse of separation, right? So God just doesn't put curses on people for the sake of it, but rather it's saying, hey, here's a, here is a boundary line. I can protect you as long as you're inside this boundary. What disobedience says is step out of the boundary, thus outside of the agreement that you and God had. God is a graceful God. He's a merciful God. He will protect you. And we can reject his protection. How? By worshiping other idols. By being disobedient, which is idolatry. By rebelling on what God said to do, which is witchcraft. If God says forgive somebody seven times 70, it's 490 times. And we say, no, they don't deserve it. Well, now we bring upon ourselves the curse of separation, which says, if you don't forgive others, I will not forgive you of your sin. That's heavy. So when we fail to forgive somebody, even if that somebody is ourself, God says, I will not forgive you of your sin. And later on, he gives the parable of a man who owed like around, we'll just give a number, like he owed $500 million. And the man forgave his debt. He said, you don't owe me that money. Well, now the man goes to one of his servants and goes, hey, you owe me $500. And the guy's like, like, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Like, just give me some more time. And he goes, no, you don't have any. Give me my money today. Well, the man who just forgave this man of his $500, million dollar debt hears it and he brings him in and he goes how much is more 500 million or 500 dollars he goes well 500 million i forgave you of your debt why are you hounding this man i'm gonna need you to pay every penny and it goes on to say how now this man whose debt was forgiven is no longer forgiven because he refused to forgive somebody else Patience allows us to see that. Patience allows us to recognize the wrong that's being done to us, whether justly or unjustly. But it allows us to see the wrong and forgive them. Why? Because love is long-suffering. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's difficult. If you have a desire in your heart, maybe you're praying for a relationship. Maybe you're praying for a job opportunity. Maybe you're praying to move somewhere. Maybe you're praying that life just mellows out. Be patient. Seek the Lord. Saying, God, well, what do you want me to do during this time? Because I've been waiting. God, I think I've been faithful this whole time. Show me. 
Maybe God just wants you there because he's moving somebody to come to you. And if you're not in that spot, you're going to miss it. Don't miss the blessing that God has for you because you're becoming impatient. Just wait a little bit. A lot of deals are done in this moment. It's not a let me get back to you. It's like, no, I need you to make a decision. Otherwise, because I have business to do, I'm going to go somewhere else. Is prepare yourself. So prepare yourself. Be patient. Wait and seek the will of God. Because maybe he's bringing someone to you and maybe he's giving you ideas. The ideas that you're getting right now, you wouldn't have got them if you just got up and moved somewhere else. But because you've remained patient, you've remained waiting, now you're getting these creative ideas. You're getting these business ideas. Maybe you're getting songs. Maybe you're getting lyrics for poetry, words for a book, business plans, different creative ideas of architecture, of painting. Maybe you're getting different ways to solve a problem because you've waited so long, you've seen all the different angles. So let's wait. Psalm 27 verse 14, it's on my door. It says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. That's one of my life verses. Before I came to Christ, I had a propensity to be impatient. Like if I want it now, I'm going to do it now. And God says, that's not godly. Wait for me. So it's even in those things of, I'm holding God's hand, but am I walking at his pace? Or am I trying to pull him back because I want to go slow and he wants to go fast? Or am I running ahead while trying to pull him along? The Bible says, can two walk together unless they agree? And we see all throughout the Old Testament and the New, God walking with people. Which is symbolizing a covenant. Which is symbolizing agreement. Covenant and agreement are paramount for the things that God wants to do through you and in you and for you. God wants to give you peace. He wants to give you joy. Impatience will say no. God will say, well, I'm giving this to you. Just, just wait a couple seconds. No, like give it to me now. And God says, wait, like you're going to get it once you get it. But first you have to get it. Impatience will say, no, I don't want to wait. I want it now. I'm freaking out. I'm stressed out. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm scared. I'm depressed. I'm annoyed. God, you're taking too long. I'm going to go over here instead. And God's saying, my child, I just. You would never be hungry in this area again if you just waited. So it's just a matter of being able to wait. The Bible says, when Jesus is taking the, the Last Supper, as it's coined in the Bible, and even as we hear in, I believe it's 1 Corinthians, 
about communion. I'm the bread of life. Well, if it's really good food and it's good for you, it's going to take some time to eat. It's going to take some time to prepare. The food just doesn't go from in front of your plate to in your stomach. You got to prepare the food. Wait for it to cool down. You get to eat it. You have to chew it. If you don't chew it, you're going to have a hard time using the restroom. Chew your food, please. Right? Chew your food. Drink some water. But take your time eating it. Then your body's going to digest it. Then you'll get the energy. It doesn't just happen. In John chapter 4, Jesus says, I'm living water. Draw from my well and you'll never be thirsty again. Well, in order to draw from a well, there's a whole background story. Meaning, you're running low on water. And oftentimes, it, it is a distance to walk. Then you have to lower the bucket into the thing. Draw it back up. Fill up your jar, which was a large jar. Do that multiple times. Then carry all that water back to your house. Maybe you need to do that multiple times. So it's a long process. It's patience. Because sometimes there's probably a line there too. Getting water was more than likely a, a multiple hour thing. But Jesus says, if you just wait, draw the water. You are a vessel in which I will fill you. You'll never be empty. So just wait for me to fill you. Wait for God to fill you with his water. Wait for God. As we prayed, God, you give us our daily bread. He's going to give us the bread. Wait for the Lord to fill you up. Wait for the Lord to renew your strength. Remain patient. Persevere because you can do it. You can last. You're strong. You're capable. You're brave. You're able to make it through this storm. Keep going, my friend. Remain patient by waiting on God and seeking His will. Allow me to pray a blessing over you. God, thank you so much for my friend. Thank you that you see him, that you hear them, that you know their cries, you know their prayers. God, I pray that you send your Holy Spirit. Cover them, Lord, in your grace, in your peace, in your patience. Allow them to see how good you really are. Allow them the grace to wait and to seek your will. Thank you for bringing them the things that they need. Thank you for filling them up. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm excited. We have some exciting things upcoming. Y'all, and I'll ask, please be praying for me. This is a time of transition as Shelby and I are looking to get engaged and then married soon. As different job opportunities come up, 
as some of you know, I've started a business, I've started a company, and this is under that, you know, it's Sagebreed LLC, Lifeline is a part of that, Sagebreed Music is a part of that, you know, I travel, I play professionally, sometimes it's my own music, like for my shows and my concerts, sometimes it's for worship and outdoor events, inside events like corporate, college campuses, churches, camps, Continue to be praying for me that I remain patient for the people that God wants to bring me to and bring to me. That I remain patient that a lot of these things, I just want to do them now. And God's like, just wait a bit. Thank you for praying with me in that area. Thank you for praying over my business. I'm praying over you and yours. I love you very much. I'm excited to talk to you again soon. Okay. Peace.